On this week's Jeep Talk Show, the Grand Cherokee fuel tank fire verdict has been slashed from $150 to $40 million. Nikki G calls in to give us a piece of his mind, and we play a round of Amazon You Bought What. My XJ has a new vinyl. I give a bonus temperature report. We have no new voicemails, but we got a ton of reviews over the last week. And it wouldn't be the same if we didn't spread some of that YouTube love. We find out that Tammy's Jeep has a Terminator mode. Who knew? Cody gives us part four of the Grand Adventure with a detailed breakdown of how the Grand Cherokee WJ performs off-road, and I talk about the fourth annual Salem Jeeper Summer Jam on the next Jeep Talk Show. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show. With Tammy on Wrangler. Tony and Josh on Cherokee. So sit back. Strap in. And brace yourself. I should have said strap on. First week in G. Oh, man, you guys have been doing double duty on sending me stories for this week in Jeep. I have gotten no less than a half a dozen emails about this rollover on Black Bear Pass in Colorado. Uh, I figure we go ahead and touch bases on it. I want to do a full story on this uh, on another episode, so I'm just going to kind of do a 3,000-foot flyover on this thing. Uh, this happened during the fifth annual 100s in the Hills uh, held near Ore, Colorado. For those of you unfamiliar with the event, it's a family-oriented gathering for fellow 100 series Toyota Land Cruisers owners to get together and enjoy some off-road adventure. Now, what does that have to do with this week in Jeep? Well, technically, it doesn't really have anything to do with Jeep specifically, but more or less um, off-roaders. And we, as Jeep owners, are definitely off-roaders. Now, while the events of this particular rollover, which happened on in Black Bear Pass, um, was unexpected, as is uh, any rollover on any wheeling trip, um, and can be a part of any journey, especially along Black Bear Pass, which is, uh, let's just say, for the advanced wheelers. Um, the events that happened were a true testament of how the recreationalist community helped to make this a successful rescue and is reflective of the majority of those who travel along Black Bear Pass and every other trail in Colorado and throughout the U.S. And it's that last sentence right there is what I wanted to bring to your guys' attention, uh, is that this was a pretty, multi, pretty much a multi-platform rescue. Um, off-roaders from all kinds of platforms came together. There was a massive response to this thing. This story is quite epic, and I want to go ahead and go through all the details in, in another story. But I wanted to let you guys know that I was paying attention to your emails, and I will get to this story. Um, and this is kind of a big one, guys, so you might want to check it out on your own. Now, another big story that we've reported on more than a few times here on This Week in Jeep is the Jeep fuel tank death fire verdict, which has been slashed this week down to just $40 million. A judge in Georgia has reduced the $150 million award to just $40 million for the family of a young boy who was killed when the 1999 Jeep Grand Cherokee in which he was riding in was rear-ended and burst into flames. This is according to orders released on Tuesday by Judge J. Kevin Chasen in Decatur County, who said the family of Remington Walden should receive $30 million for his wrongful death and $10 million for pain and suffering. He also denied a motion from Chrysler, the vehicle manufacturer, for a new trial calling the evidence presented against it during the nearly two-week trial earlier this year overwhelming. The court orders released Tuesday indicated that the plaintiff's lawyers had accompanied, had accepted, rather, the reduced verdict. FCA had sought to toss the verdict, handed down in April. It said jurors had acted irrationally and were biased against the company. FCA's lawyers said during the trial that the fire did not cause Walden's death and blamed the driver of the other car, however. 
Concerns over fuel tank placement prompted Chrysler to announce in 2013 that it would recall 1993 through 1998 Jeep Grand Cherokees along with Jeep Liberties from model years 2002 through 2007. The company also said it would conduct a customer satisfaction campaign for 99-04 Jeep Grand Cherokees in which it reached out to customers and offered to inspect certain vehicles. Aw, how nice. The company had initially denied that there was a safety issue. The NHTSA had linked more than 50 deaths to the fuel tank problems. And on Sunday, NHTSA announced FCA agreed to spend up to $105 million in civil penalties, penalties and other remedies for lapses in safety recalls involving millions of vehicles. In the grand scheme of things, guys, $150 million really isn't that big of a deal for a company the size of FCA. Big thank you to all you guys who keep helping each and every week by submitting stories to This Week in Jeep. If you've got something you think we should report on, or if you have a response to any one of our stories, please send an email to newstips at jeeptalkshow.com. Well, I'm glad they reduced the the amount. I mean, $150 million. My goodness. Uh, Look, I'm not going to call that a frivolous lawsuit by any means. I mean, what well, exactly died, is a dollar yeah. figure of a human life, especially right. when you're talking about a child? Um, so, you know, I'm not going to say one way or the other whether or not this was a good decision um, I'm glad that there's kind of some finality on this uh, mm -hmm. because honestly, I mean, this is a gruesome story and, and I hate reporting on this kind of stuff, but really it is important and it definitely affects all of our ZJ owners out there. And we do have a pretty substantial ZJ owner um, fan base out there. This guy, this really affects all of you guys out there, especially with that whole buyback program that I reported on last episode. Well, it makes a big difference in the longevity of a company as well. I mean, I don't care how big a company you are, $150 million, if that's going to happen very often, and certainly when it when a, an award happens once, it certainly opens the gates to, to more awards like that coming down the pike. And it just means bad things for the company that we want to buy our vehicles from, our future vehicles from, and well, how much look, we have I, to pay for them. I don't. I don't think Ford has even done finished living down the whole Pinto thing yet. So I mean, you know, that's been how many years? Yeah, exactly. All right. So um, I'm having a little coughing attack here. Ooh, none of that. Yep. Yep. So anyway, uh, we'll get to uh, more of this. Uh, I'm sure in upcoming episodes. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, uh, you guys keep it here to keep tuned into the Jeep Talk Show, and of course, this week in Jeep for all the news that is fit to print, or at least fit to talk about, or fit <laughs> for me to rant about on uh, this week in Jeep. Ranting is good. Mm -hmm. XJTalk.com. It's where you go when you're not off road. You're listening to Jeep Talk Show, the number one Jeep podcast. At my mom's house. XJTalk.com is where you go when you're not off-road. And now you can go to XJTalk.com when you're off-road too. Using your smartphone, install the Tap a Talk app, then search for XJTalk. Take XJ Talk with you wherever you go. Jury duty, dinner with your spouse's parents, even, well... Anywhere you need your XJ Talk fix. Tammy follows the flush. <laughs> Always. We care um, coming so up much. in a couple minutes here on Wrangler Talk, um, I find out that my Jeep Wrangler has Terminator mode. I'll explain in just a little bit. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm definitely curious. There's no way that that has slipped under my radar, so I've got to find out what this is. <laughs> I'll be back. Yep, yep. Yeah, that's, that's what I keep I'll going back, back to is, is just, I'll be back. <laughs>
All right, so guys, uh, we like to do the intro uh, here towards the, uh, I don't know, after some of the goodies have been out, so you'll be yep, less likely to stop listening. That's our show, everybody. Uh, we'll go ahead and wrap this up, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. night. See you next Thanks. week. We started so early, people are just getting here going, what? What? Did they start on time? <laughs> no, yep. that never happens. That uh, never happens. No, it never will. That, that whole on time and professionalism thing, we threw that out a long time ago. If you want to hear that kind of stuff, you can go back to episode, uh, well, the first dozen, let's say that. <laughs> yeah. You, wanna, you wanna be, want me to be a professional? Give me a dollar. So anyway, I'm Tony. Uh, you know me as Mudderoy on XJTalk.com, WranglerTalk.com, and uh, JeepTalkShow.com. All great sites to be. And oh, we'll be talking about the uh, 4x4 radio network here in a little bit. I guess technically you know me as Mudderoy over there as well. Josh, I was listening to the uh, July 4th uh, uh, episode that we, uh, oh, yeah. the best of, and I went through the, the whole story of how I got the name Mudderoy from way back in the 80s on that magazine uh, yes. subscription. And it was really funny because you go, well, I'm Northwest, uh, our NW99XJ, and it's because I'm from the Northwest. It's not really that interesting a story as yours, Tony. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Mine was like 10 minutes long, you know? So it was really funny. If you guys hadn't heard that episode, you need to go back and listen to it. It it was pretty funny listening to the old stuff. And uh, here's my co-host, Josh. Yeah, I uh, about as much thought process went into uh, deciding my username, NW99XJ, <laughs> or Northwest99XJ, as uh, went into our other podcast, The Tony and Josh Show. Mm-hmm. As you can tell, uh, lots of debate went into uh, naming Perfectly that. A lot named. of creativity there. It was just uh, Tony guys, and no, Josh or Josh and Tony. We went back well, and forth on that. Say, did you guys flip a coin? <laughs> no, we didn't. No. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, no, I do reside here in the Northwest, guys, uh, and it is a beautiful country up here. And finally, finally, as of this week, my wheeling territory has been reopened. We'll get into that oh, a little bit okay. later in the show as well. So uh, also Tammy, joining our team Jeep yeah, Mama. is the one Sorry. and only Jeep Mama. Yeah. Yep. I have a blog, JeepMama.com. And Always pushing that blog. Yep. <laughs> How <Get> dare she? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> plug away go ahead Tammy I'm just giving you, you a hard time because away. oh no I was done I'm Jeep Mama oh, yeah but where are you located what kind oh, of Jeep I, do you have I, tell some people that this is introduction talking he didn't hear it's um, JeepMama.com M-O-M-M-A yeah not there we go. not M-A-M-M-A that's what I always no, thought it M-O. was Mom. it was re- my, how I got my name was really hard it was like my last choice I wanted to be Jeep Mom but that was taken Jeep Ma, I don't remember. Anyway, all the ones I wanted were taken. So the M O M M A. So, so when your boys get old enough and they have their own kids, will you change your name to Jeep Grandma? No. Oh boy. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. Not only no, but hell no. <laughs> no. She uh, says with absolute conviction and certainty. <laughs> now, if you guys have been, you guys haven't been following along. Jeep uh, Mama is going to be having a birthday this coming Monday. And uh, you need to check out her Happy blog. Happy birthday yeah. to you. You need to check, check out her blog and uh, learn all about uh, the, uh, the strife and turmoil that she's going through. And I'm sure you're going to have Freaking a great time. Out. I'm sure you're going to have a great time. Your family will, will do all kinds of things. And I'm sure that they will not tease you relentlessly uh, about it, uh, uh, capitalizing on your fears. So, uh, oh, by the way, speaking of fears, this is this is scary to all. We have just twelve episodes until our two hundredth episode. Yeah, I figured I'd leave those numbers in the show notes. We're gonna start counting this stuff down, guys. And and for those who are veteran listeners, 
to the XJ Talk Show, uh, aka the Jeep Talk Show. Now uh, we are on our hundredth episode. We did something kind of big, kind of something spectacular. Um, we're going to start working something up. We've got something in the works that we're going to do. Um, not to say that we're going to try and top that, but we're definitely going to do something special for you guys, our listeners. So what that is, what that may be, what that could possibly entail, oh, nobody knows quite yet. But we're going to let you guys know. You will be the first to know as we get closer. And we may drop some teasers as we get a little bit closer, guys. So... 12 episodes until 200. That is amazing news right there. I personally am quite titillated. Easy now. <laughs> Put the ice cubes away. Put those clamps down. Yeah. Nine and a half weeks. Uh, so, uh, hey, you guys know about the 4x4 Radio Network. I know uh, the 4x4 Radio Network is a, a conglomeration. I almost said like a, a <laughs> conglomerate of uh, uh, 4x4 off-road type uh, podcasts. And they include, of course, the Jeep Talk Show the 4x4 podcast, the Center Steer uh, podcast, the Muddy Microphone podcast, and what do all these things have in common? The word podcast. No, I'm they're, all, they're all, yeah, oh, gravy, man. Gravy would go a long way. So uh, could you imagine what kind of a, a gravy podcast would be like? I mean, if you could oh. actually get the gravy through the, through the, or just the smell of gravy. You know, s- s- smell I, podcasts I, I are coming. I can hear the defibrillator warming up from here. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, if you guys aren't already aware, you need to go to 4x4radionetwork.com and listen to all the great podcasts by just simply pressing the play button. You'll be there for days and days. You'll take naps. You'll uh, you'll gain weight while you're eating and listening to these podcasts, especially during the uh, edible, outdoor edible segment uh, that Dan oh, does on his, uh, on his uh, the 4x4. That guy's recipes. Seriously. Yummy, yummy. <laughs> yeah. And I think he recently did a post of uh, like some brie that he put in one of those uh, iron uh, cast iron lodge yeah. Uh, things. Oven. Yeah, and uh, melted it with crap on top of it. Crap being Stop some it. other some other kind of food. Stop it. And uh, these no, seriously, uh, this kind of stuff and more, guys. Four by four radio network dot com is where you guys got to go. www dot four x four radio network dot com. It just push play. It's that easy. Yeah, try it out. You'll uh, I think you'll really enjoy it. And something else you guys might enjoy is an interview that I did here recently with the uh, founder of Admiral Off-Road. His name's Devin. He actually just released a new video over on his YouTube channel. Uh, and uh, I peel back the layers of that onion, guys. Really cool cat. Does some excellent videos on Jeep tech and stuff like that. You definitely want to check out Admiral Off-Road. I'll have the interview up. I'm in the process of edi- editing that right now. A lot to go through. So I'm trying to have that up so you guys can uh, have that as a bonus download Hopefully next week at the absolute latest, we'll have that ready for you the week after. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that, Josh, because um, we did a uh, an interview with uh, Anthony over at uh, JCR Off-Road talking about their new uh, all-metal uh, fender flares for the JK. Tammy, you might be interested in this. Yeah. And uh, boy, they're just wonderful looking uh, flares. Oh, they are. I, and, I mean, and, JCR pretty much doesn't have anything that's not good looking. Yeah, that's true. Really. And uh, Anthony uh, started working with them recently, and he came in with the idea of the flares, and he designed them and went uh, took it com- uh, completely through uh, fruition. And uh, we got him on to talk about those, and that'll be our midweek uh, interview this week. So, uh, and of course, when I say this week, the show's released on Monday, so about Wednesday, uh, Wednesday Thursday time frame, that'll be out there. And uh, if you uh, if you haven't already heard it. Uh, you need to listen to our uh, Dan Emperor of the North interview oh, that was geez. released yesterday. <laughs> Have you heard that one, Josh? 
Yeah, bits and pieces. I was trying to uh, keep up today at work. I've been absolutely inundated yeah. at work lately. So um, I, I'm kind of catching little snippets here and there, and then I'll have to take my headphones out. I'll come back. I've forgotten to push pause, trying to find out where I was. <laughs> all that stuff. Well, so I got to I got to sit down and, and re-listen yeah. and actually pay attention this time. But no, another great interview. A lot of good stuff in that as well. Dan is always uh, very just a consummate gentleman when it comes to giving up his time. Uh, to do interviews and such like that. So can't thank him enough for that. Yeah, it's a bit of a teaser uh, where he's going to be covering yeah. uh, on the uh, the next several episodes of the uh, the 4x4 podcast. He's going to be talking about his 7,500-mile trip from uh, the mid-United States all the way up to Alaska in his 99 uh, uh, XJ and uh, the towing the family and the trailer. The Actually, the family was in the Jeep with him. The trailer was behind. And uh, he goes over a little bit of that. It's I, I don't want to tell you that it's it's a short teaser. It's about twelve minutes long, yeah. so there's quite a bit right there. there. Uh, yeah, enough to whet your appetite. So don't get too far behind in our interviews. You need to go check out Dan's interview that we uh, that was that was released yesterday. So get out there and uh, uh, pick that up and have a listen to it right away. I think you'll uh, enjoy that. And of course, it'll in- increase your interest in listening to the Four by Four podcast, so you can hear more about it. I'm sure. So let's Mm -hmm. hear those voicemails, Josh. Weren't those great? Glad you guys can phone those in each and every week. That is just fantastic work. All of you, all of those voicemails, courtesy brought to you by. And we couldn't thank that person enough either. Where's the crickets? uh, I have to have the crickets up on the the board. I took them down. Oh, whoa. Wait, I found it. There it is. Well, thank there you, Jiminy. Now, you guys, you guys aren't hearing anything. Uh, we actually do not have any voicemails tonight, but you guys have certainly done double duty elsewhere. Uh, so I can't complain too much. However, that means you guys are definitely going to have to step up your game a little bit and dial those numbers. What are those numbers? Well, I'm glad you asked. Five three zero six seven five four one zero two. Nobody's ever going to answer that except for our answering machine. You can uh, call up at 3 o'clock in the morning after 27 beers and let us know what you think about things. And please, do that. We encourage that sort of behavior here on the Jeep Talk Show. Oh, yeah. No, in fact, uh, guys, if you're a little bit shy uh, and you'd rather uh, use the internet instead of the phone or something like that, well, if you have a microphone hooked up to your computer, a smartphone, or a tablet, you can use our SpeakPipe feature over at jeeptalkshow.com. Uh, and leave us a voicemail of sorts, basically through the internet. And and the reason why we like getting voicemails from you guys isn't so much to take up time. Our our show is jam packed with content these days. We just like, like hearing from, hear you. from you. Yeah, we just like hearing from you because yeah. the whole Jeep thing is a community, and it's not about uh, us three talking to you. Just you know, putting uh, noise into your ears. We like to wait a minute. Share it. Hold on. That, that's <laughs> I was told something completely different. <laughs> well, now that, you're telling me not now this is bait and switch i'm out of here screw this no, i'm kidding <laughs> uh so uh so anyway please uh and there goes the lamp yeah and there goes the lamp. <laughs> i'm dropping lights in here so hey, if you guys are just listening to the audio only podcast you're not getting the full uh oh the full you're missing effect. out on the good stuff <laughs> uh i mean first and foremost the 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 jeep talk show is a audio only podcast but Due to popular demand, we do this live show, and we got a little production value now. I don't know why you sick, twisted freaks insist on watching us do this crazy <laughs> stuff. Uh, it, it's not like uh, you know we we've got the faces for radio or uh-uh. anything. Oh wait, we do. <laughs> but uh, we got a little chat room. We've got uh, 
there's all this live content streaming at you every Thursday all this at ten p.m. We're bringing you. Look at this: two downloads a week that we're providing yeah. you guys. All this entertainment, industry exclusive interviews. Who else is bringing that to you but the Jeep Talk Show? Yep. So uh, this go over to YouTube, subscribe to us, uh, and we actually have YouTube.com/slash Jeep Talk Show now, so you can go over there and. Uh, subscribe and be informed anytime we're going to have these things but i'm getting a little ahead of myself we uh we're we're going to talk all about that just now in our uh, (laughs) youtube subscribers segment oh that youtube love music it just so slides in there oh man i love american style when i hear that yeah i do too it's definitely a 60s thing yeah. <laughs> well, guys, we pull a few names out of the hat each and every week to, to uh, give a little shout out, give some love back to those who have taken the time to subscribe to us. And once again, that link, guys, youtube.com slash Jeep Talk Show. Head over there and subscribe now. If you subscribe to our old podcast show channel, uh, the XJ Talk Show, well, you, we will need you to resubscribe to the Jeep Talk Show. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about that here in a second. But let's get to those names. Tony, who's first on the list? Joslyn River A. Okay. I've got <laughs> Jacob Claywitter. Cl- 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 oh, wow. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. John Welsh. <laughs> you make it so easy. <laughs> and I've got Gaspar Mestas as well. Guys, we are not making these names up. Uh-uh. If we have butchered your name, if that was on the list, well, we apologize, but that's half the fun. Some names have been changed to protect the innocent. <laughs> so like we were saying earlier, don't forget about our new YouTube channel. And the only reason we started a new one is because we changed the name of the show. Uh, right. The XJ talk show. Uh, I mean, the XJ talk.com is still there That's and right. we're still going to have great content on that YouTube channel. But if you want to watch the videos that we're making here, or, or maybe you hear us talk about something visually in the show. And I want to see that. I want to see what they were, what they were talking about. You go over to youtube.com slash Jeep talk show and you can find it right there. The episodes will be right there. All you have to do is remember what episode you were listening to. And now I have no memory. further ado, we're going <laughs> to listen to the mind of Nikki G. Thank God. Nikki G remembered to call in. Yeah. Twice. From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G and, uh, I want to talk about this whole camping stuff that you take your Jeep and you drive it to places where you normally can't get to and uh, spend the night or several nights. <laughs> and uh, I, just, I just don't get this whole overlanding thing. Why would I want to go somewhere and sleep on the dirt when I've got a perfectly good soft bed? And uh, the, the whole overlanding uh-huh. thing just... It's, I think it's just a fad. What is uh, every time I start my Jeep up, I'm driving overland, or at least 90% <laughs> of the time. A few times I tried driving over water. It didn't work out so well. <laughs> the tow bill was uh, phenomenal. And uh, my uh, Cherokee, it acts more like a uh, U-boat than a dinghy. And, uh, so I set up that joke. You guys punch it home. <laughs> I'll chat you later. <laughs> Have a good one. Bye. A me boat? <laughs> I thought it was all about you. <laughs> well, yeah, I can see that. Uh, boy, some depth charges and some torpedoes would be nice uh, on the side of the uh, on the side of the Cherokee. That, I think he's got the looks. scurvy taken care of, but uh, that. Makes <laughs> <me for me. laughs> well, thank you very much for the uh, the call in, Nikki G. This has been from the mind of Nikki G. 
ready. I am ready. I have a problem with the board. I rearranged a bunch of things, and now I can't find the the stuff that oh, I'm looking see, for. You, I do you, that you try all and put things in order. It is. Dip, it is exactly in order. The, you sway from the from the organized chaos, and this is what you get. Oh, and of course, the first thing is what I'm looking for. You're listening to a four by four by four radio network podcast. You know, I don't feel nervous when I'm doing this show. <laughs> But I can't think clearly sometimes. I can't talk and do something at the same time. Now, this is the part that Denver D1 enjoys. The stuff that sounds like it should have been uh, edited out. <laughs> so let's talk about our reviews. Boy, we got a, a, oh, a bunch of reviews. This is what I was talking about. Yeah. yeah, this is what I was talking about, guys. You didn't call in and leave us any voicemails except for Nikki G, but uh, he doesn't count. Uh, well, no, he counts it in, in large <laughs> He's amounts He's got a elsewhere. segment, man. He counts more. <laughs> yeah. But you guys did excellent job with uh, with the reviews. We uh, we put out the call to action, and you guys definitely responded. Um, and we got this from all over the place. We got an iTunes, we got a Google Plus, we got a Twitter review from all over the web. That is excellent work, guys. So we're going to go ahead and go through these. Um, Tony, why don't you uh, go ahead and take the first one? Okie dokie. I'm sitting here playing with the board. I need to pay attention. <clears throat> so we got this uh, iTunes podcast. Uh, I'm sorry, iTunes review about our podcast in just uh, yesterday, I believe, uh, two days ago. It says, yep. now this is a little disappointing, but it picks up. He says, good podcast. And this is by Joey. Uh, Love being able to listen to people talk Jeep while I'm bored at work. Makes the time go by fast. They discuss interesting topics and really keeps me entertained. Not many people I know enjoy talking about cars. More importantly, Jeeps, except my Jeep club. And I'm not always with them. Highly recommend this to anyone wanting to learn about their Jeep. And he adds he has a 2001 Jeep TJ. Well, Joey, thanks a lot for taking the time to give us a review on iTunes. And, uh, you know, this is a perfect situation for uh, anybody out there that is trying to find something to do besides work. <laughs> Not be bored and uh, keeping, you know, making that day go through a little faster. And you can listen to our podcast with through iTunes or Stitcher. You can listen while you're at the gym. You can listen while you're mowing the grass. So there's uh, many different ways. We understand that if you've got something really interesting to do, you're probably doing that, not listening to the podcast. No excuse. <laughs> but driving home from work or working at the gym or certainly uh, not taking customer calls because you can't hear because your ears are plugged in with the uh, with the show, that it's a perfect opportunity to listen to the, uh, the podcast. What I find pretty cool is when you can't be with your Jeep or your Jeep club, join the Jeep Talk Show. It's Very all it's good. it's all part of the family type thing. You can uh, you can get more Jeep, yeah. do more Jeep, more of the time. Absolutely, Tammy. Why don't you go ahead and take this next one? The next one's from Google Plus. It's Jimmy says I've been listening to you guys for about three months. Pretty solid information. Funny. Um, he has a 2008 Jeep Rubicon JK, which is the two door, and he's enjoying it. Keep up the good work. Thanks a Very lot. Very good. Yeah, thanks, Jimmy, for putting that out on Google+. Plus. Tammy is very active uh, on Google+, Plus as mm -hmm. well, always posting up stuff there. Uh, and, uh, oh, a, tell a us about the... Uh, tell, I'm sorry, I was going to go over to you, Josh, with uh, the one from the Twitter. Yeah, the Twitter, uh, and, and fairly active over there as well. Uh, great review coming in from Buck, and, uh, and he put in a bunch of uh, symbols there, kind of shows a Jeep grill with the, uh, with the characters there, at Buck underscore home. At Jeep Talk Show, listening to you guys are like the two guys that come over to help, but drink drink your beer and leave without touching a tool. Laugh out loud. Yeah, that that pretty much describes us to a T. Now, guys, we're glad you can bring us uh, with you in the garage, in the Jeep, or wherever. 
Uh, we are, of course, all over the web and all over your device. Uh, yeah, all up in that device. <laughs> how you like us now? So, uh, but, uh, so Buck, actually, I told Buck that we were going to use this on the show, and he says, well, oh, good. Uh, he goes, I'm going to be uh, interested to hear how you explain that symbol thing. And he mentioned specifically <laughs> that the, the headlights and the grill, you see yeah. those little minus signs on either side of that? Right. Those are flat Those are fenders. Flat fenders. Flat right. fenders. Yeah. So not everybody would know that. Yeah. He puts in the seven, seven slot grill, round headlights, and flat fenders. And, uh, and that's yeah, what some people like say it, it just... takes to have a real Jeep. Cool. Yeah. And uh, you got you. All you guys are on Twitter. If you're not uh, already following uh, at Jeep Talk Show, please do so. But go over there and uh, say hello to at Buck. And I guess that's a uh, a couple Under- of underscores two. and then home. Oh, yeah, two underscores. That's right. Yeah, yeah very good. So very Buck, observant. At Buck, a couple underscores home. Tell him uh, that you heard uh, heard us talk about him on the <laughs> the Jeep Talk Show, on yeah. about the Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Too many thes. The Wrangler Talk. Well, yes, now it's time for the Wrangler Talk. So oh, yeah. uh, shut up. <laughs> Let's see. See, it's in order. I'm having a hard time finding it. Here we go. Shut up and listen. Shut up. Shut up. So shut up. You don't shut Man, up. Shut up, Shane. Hey. Shut up and listen. It's time for Wrangler Talk. It's time for G-Mama. Well, Tony and Josh, I finally got some time this morning to delve back into my Jeep Wrangler manual. Yes, I know. I'm reading my manual from getting to end. Anyway, so as I told you before, all these systems my Jeep has are a little confusing. I'm just trying to figure out how they all work together with each other especially how they work when they're in four-wheel low. These systems are very high-tech, and they're meant to keep us safe. But when a vehicle can sense, anticipate, and figure out a driver's intention, I was wondering if we are on the verge of the era of Terminators. So anyway, the section of the manual that I'm at is the electronic brake control system. This system includes the ABS, the TCS, the BLD, the BAS, the HSA, the ERM, the ESC, the TSC, and the HDC. It's like a whole Jeep alphabet soup. So on my blog post today, I defined all of these systems, and I'm not going to get into all of them here tonight because I'm sure most of you know what they are and how they work. But in case you don't, you can check them out on my blog post at www.jeepmama.com. Now, the first on the list was ABS. That's the anti-lock brake system. And I know you all know what that is. But one thing that I learned that I didn't know that is I'm not supposed to pump my brakes. Um, and I know I mentioned that before. Then there's the TCS, which is the traction control system, and the BLD, which is the brake limited differential. Now, the feature, the BLD, always remains active in my Jeep no matter what mode the Jeep is in. And then we also have the BAS, the brake assist system. This is basically an extra braking during emergency situations. Now, the computer is able to figure out what constitutes an emergency situation. And then we have the HSA, the hill start assist. And again, the computer system can detect when you are on a hill incline or decline. And this helps keep your vehicle braked for the split second to get your foot from the brake from the brake to the gas pedal so your vehicle won't roll down the hill. Now, there's a potential for you to turn off this system, if you like, in the Jeep Wrangler, if your Jeep Wrangler is equipped with EVIC. Now, don't ask me what that is because I'm not that far (laughs) in the manual yet. 
I'll when I get that far, I'll let you know. Anyway, so moving on, moving on to the ERM. This is the electronic roll mitigation. Now, this system anticipates potential wheel lift on your Jeep. So if the vehicle senses you are running, going too fast in a turn, it's going to slow down your Jeep to prevent it from tipping over. But this only occurs during severe and evasive driving maneuvers. Then the other one is the electronic stability control. Basically, this system can tell you which can tell which way you intend to drive. And if the vehicle's path is not going that way and it's going another way, it's going to apply proper brakes to get you on the right path that you intended. So when I contacted Jeep before I got the manual, the ESC system was the system that I questioned the most. And I wanted to figure out how it worked with my off-roading and when I put it into four-wheel low. So this ESC has three different modes. And there's a little button um, underneath the air conditioning controls. Um, and there's an on, a partial off, and a full off. So when you're in four high, you want this system on. So for the partial off mode, where you just push the button once, the traction control system is disabled, but not the brake limited differential. And you want to be in this mode if you're in deep sand, snow, or gravel, and you need more wheel spin than normally would be allowed. Then in the full off mode, you need to press and hold the switch for five seconds. This turns off the engine torque reduction and the enhanced stability control. You want to use this mode when you're off-roading, so full off when you're off-roading. Now, if you turn this off and you go back into regular two-wheel drive and you forget to turn the system back on when you get back on the highway, it's okay because the Jeep Wrangler goes into full Terminator mode at that point <laughs> because the computer just thinks for you. Once you hit 40 miles per hour, it automatically goes into partial off mode. And some more good news. If you're ready to go into four-wheel low when you're going off-roading and you forget to turn off the full off mode, the Jeep once again goes into full Terminator mode and it automatically knows to switch off the ESC to full off. Anyway, that was my big Terminator mode. I made it up in case you didn't know. No, it anyway, sounds pretty fitting, actually. <laughs> what was that? It sounds pretty fitting, actually. Yeah. It's kind of scary what it does. It does the thinking for you. Um, there's the two other ones are the TSC, the trailer sway control, which I'm not going to be towing a trailer, so I don't need to worry about it. But basically, the system attempts to stop the sway of the trailer if you get moving too fast. And then there's the HDC, which is the hill descent control, which I'm going to attempt to explain next week. And just to let you know, I've been able to push this button three times off-roading, and it was amazing what the Jeep can do. Absolutely. And Tony and Josh, that's where I'm Crazy. at. It's been very educational for me. And I'm someone who has never in my four, um, I mean, 30, yeah, 30 some years <laughs> really known anything about the vehicle I drive. And it sure makes me feel more confident when I'm hitting those trails to know what the Jeep is doing. And I really think you need to know what your Jeep can do without you telling it what to do. So you don't interfere with those systems. I'll be back. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Next no, seriously, that... Vista, baby. 
Terminator. That, that's a very interesting. I mean, look back on on you know. Let's take a a quick brief history of of wheeling and and even as much as uh, you know our Cherokees and stuff. We don't have any of that. I think the the best we might have would be ABS out of out of all that sort of stuff. And uh, uh, just amazing the technology that goes into it. But on the on the other hand, as much as as that can be fun to play with and helpful off road, um, to me personally, some of that gets in the way. I agree. I think we've all seen situations on Star Trek where uh, Scotty's been told to put something in manual <laughs> to bypass something. Right. <laughs> and, well, I, and, and if I they couldn't bypass. All systems are for just regular people driving the Jeep Wrangler just on the roads to and from work, school, groceries. Yeah. You know, it's, it's an amazing, everybody I know who it's amazing technology. They want to switch all this stuff off. It, it, it's amazing technology. It's really cool that it's right. there, but you have to invest a certain amount of time and effort into learning it to knowing what those buttons do. It's, it's really, really cool. But I, I, I kind of like Josh, it just seems like there, you could be in a situation where you might want to do some of these things. You might want to be up on two wheels in some circumstances. Uh, and, and it's not going to let you, I kind of have a problem with that. Now, if I can turn yeah. it off. That's that's all right. I mean, I need to be the person in control. I need to be the pilot in command. And some of them to turn them off and on, it's like, you know, very intricate. Like you turn the key three times and then you spin on your head and then you do <laughs> yep. like five other steps. To the get. moon has to be blue. And uh, yeah, right. exactly. Yeah, uh, that's kind of that's kind of sad. And I think we're going more and more towards uh, the uh, the computers thinking for us. And, and I'm fine for that. I mean, in, in like if my daughter was driving the car, my wife was right. driving the car, uh, or even the Jeep, then, you know, that's fine. But there's, I need that override button. I need to have, be the Scotty of my enterprise so I can turn that stuff off so I can do what, you know, the storyline needs to, for me to be able to do. Exactly. So anyway, but uh, great information. And, uh, boy, it's just very detailed. Uh, you're, you're, and, and that wasn't in the manual that you got with the Jeep. You had to go out and get another manual with a lot more detailed information this, to get this, right? This is what I'm reading. And this is Interesting. Yeah, if you guys aren't seeing it, it's a huge book. Let me uh, put the, the camera just on you, Tammy. That, that's a thick book, Tammy. And for those who are in our uh, podcast world, uh, basically think of War and Peace. Yeah, just a, a yeah. Skin, uh, as thick but skinnier. It's not like a full-size, right. a full-length New York book. phone book. <laughs> There you go. Uh, think of it this way. And there's actually two other books with it. One's the warranty book, and one is just for um, the radio stuff. Oh, my God. You connect. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even reading that. No. Just turn the radio on. And well, you're, I'm just going to buy a TJ, I think. <laughs> you're, uh -huh. you're reading the more, more important thing. Oh, I think it'd be really exciting to have all those uh, buttons oh, and sure. knobs and stuff. You yeah, learn it'd be about great it. here in 10 years, 15 years, when some of those systems start acting up a little bit, trying to troubleshoot that. That's going to be just awesome. Well, well you know, know. Our, they said the, the same thing. The show will be real exciting then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they said so the same thing. What's Mama doing with her ABCs? <laughs> the, they said those, the same thing about our Cherokees, though, Josh. I mean, you know, the older Cherokees, they didn't have all these uh, sensors and things like ours Oh, do. no. Just the, you know, they just had 17 miles of vacuum hose. You yeah. know, anybody knows the Renix systems. I mean, those things were were more finicky than anything else. Uh, it's uh, 
you know, I mean, there's some people that love him and all that stuff, but yeah, you're right, Tony. I mean, yeah, we got OBD2, and, and when OBD2 hit the scene, everybody was like, oh, that's way too much computer for any yeah. automobile. They don't need any of that stuff. And, and, and it's amazing how long the longevity of the of the sensors and all the circuitry and the computer stuff that is true. there, and, and it, it's true. been designed pretty well. So we'll have to wait and see what happens with uh, uh, with uh, Jeep Mama's Jeep here in the, in the next few years, but uh Anyway, uh, we've been kind of dragging our feet having fun tonight, which we're not supposed to do. We're not supposed to enjoy this, guys. We're supposed to be boom, 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 getting, getting through this stuff. So let's get over to uh, Cody and uh, his grand adventure. This is going to be episode four, and uh, we get to hear a little bit about uh, Cody's actual off-road adventure in his uh, WJ tonight. Hey, guys. It's Cody with TrailChasers.net again, and we're going to take a break from all the specs and the numbers and talk about some emotions I know Josh shies away from his emotions every once in a while, but it's okay to embrace those, Josh. Take hold of them. Feel good about them. Over the 4th of July weekend, I had the chance to take the WJ out on this first big trip, and I have to say I'm really f***ing happy with the way this thing went. We went from my house, which is about 627 feet above sea level, to Green Valley Lake, which is about 7,200 feet above sea level, and that's near Big Bear Mountain in Southern California. The trip starts on Forest Road 3 and 16 and ends down near Silverwood Lake at an elevation of about 3,300 feet above sea level, and it has a good mix of terrain. This was the first time I was able to get the uh, suspension to flex and test the newly built engine and check out the overall performance of the WJ. Honestly, I couldn't be happier, but let's talk about what didn't go well. My vehicle has a a 4.5 inch lift with notch custom fender flare cutouts and 33 by 11.5 hand-cooked mud terrains. I specifically kept the lift low and cut the wheel wells out in order to maintain a low center of gravity. In doing so, I had to cut out a significant amount of sheet metal and front bumper just to make it drivable. I expected that once the suspension started to flex, I would get some rubbish, but I had no idea how much. The backside worked great with no problems whatsoever, but in the front, specifically in the right front tire, when the wheel stuffed up into the well, it started to catch a piece of sheet metal. It was so bad that it completely mangled a brand new tire. I now know how much I need to bang on and cut out in order to keep it from happening again, but it looks like the spare tire is going under the Jeep and the mangled one is going to get tossed on the roof. Now for the good stuff. I've done this trip in a CJ7, in a TJ, in an XJ, and even a Toyota Tacoma. In comparison, the WJ was freaking awesome. There are definitely some noticeable differences in the vehicles. Starting with the transfer case. The TJ and the XJ have a similar transfer case with the two-wheel drive, four high, neutral, and four low. When you shift into four high, you know it. You can feel the front end engage and pull you through obstacles. Not nearly as much as four low, but you know it's working. The WJ, however, only has the all-time four-wheel drive, neutral, and four low transfer case. And to be honest, I was concerned about how the all-time four-wheel drive with Quadratrack would perform. I have read that it was not the best transfer case for, quote, serious off-roading. I wanted to test it out and left the WJ in all-time four-wheel drive for a good portion of the trail. Granted, the first third and last third of this trail can be run in a new Renegade, but the middle section is pretty difficult. I let the all-time four-wheel drive take me up and down some pretty big hills with rocks and ruts to see how it did. The first thing I noticed is that you can't feel it working most of the time. It's not like the XJ or TJ in four high. You don't really feel the front end pulling you until you need it. The Quadratrack system senses tire slippage and transfers drive power to the other wheels. On one or two occasions while ascending a hill and trying to go over some rocks, I felt a tire break away. Seconds later, less than a second later, the other tires dug in and pulled me right over the obstacle. 
I found that the all-time all four-wheel drive and second gear was really good combination for the trail. Seriously, I was impressed and I could have run the entire trail in all-time four-wheel drive if I wanted to, but I didn't. The drawback to the all-time four-wheel drive is that you don't seem to get the advantage of engine braking on steep descents. In the TJ and XJ, I remember that you could feel the engine, transmission, and transfer case holding you back while going down on a hill. And you don't have uh, to use the brakes as much, even in four high. With the all-time four-wheel drive, you don't have that. Shifting the transmission down to second or first helps, but it didn't have as much of an effect as I remember having in the XJ or TJ. So on steep inclines, steep declines, or large obstacles, when I wanted more control, I shifted into four low. I found shifting the transfer case in and out of four low to be easier than any other Jeep I've ever owned. And while in four low, it operated like a point-and-shoot tank, just as I expected. In four low, the Quadratrack system is disabled, and it operated just like any other four low system. I had all of the pull I needed going up the hills, and plenty of engine brake going down. It was everything I'd hoped it would be. Putting the transfer case in four low and the transmission in drive gave me perfect gearing for service roads and easy trails. I could easily slide into second gear while still in four low for hill climbs and down to four low first gear for descents. If I were to take this trail again in another vehicle, I would likely run it in the same way. The first and last third of the trail would be in four high, the middle section in four low. When looking at it like this, the all-time four-wheel drive transfer case with the Quadratrack really isn't a factor. Drive it like you would any other Jeep. The engine. I always believed that the 4.0 had more than enough torque and power to pull an XJ around, but when I was shopping for my vehicle, I found that the WJ weighs several hundred pounds more than the XJ. Because of that, I opted for the 4.7 liter V8. After this weekend, I'm glad I did. The WJ never once felt like it was lacking any power. Even driving up the hill to get to the trail, um, which is Highway 330, which is pretty windy and steep, the transmission didn't seem to hunt between gears like my TJ did going up the same hill in 33-inch tires. The 4.7 liter was smooth and stable. On the trail, I never had to put my foot all the way down, but I knew I had more power if I needed it. The suspension. The XJ has a nice long wheelbase and uses coil springs front and leaf springs rear. The TJ has quadricoil suspension, coil springs at all four corners, but it has a much shorter wheelbase. The WJ has the similar long wheelbase of the XJ with the quadricoil suspension of the TJ. This was, in my opinion, an awesome combination. The four coils with the long arm suspension made this vehicle twist better than anything I've ever wheeled. Admittedly, none of my other Jeeps had long arm sus suspensions, and I'm sure that is a factor, but the setup on the WJ did not disappoint. On the washed out service roads, the ride was smooth. On the rocks, the suspension was soft and predictable. Towards the end of the day, I really felt like I could go almost anywhere in this vehicle. Now for the reality check. For the wheeling I did intend to do with this vehicle, it has performed perfectly. However, if you are planning on mud bogging, dune running, or taking on major rocks, this might not work for you, but then again, neither will many other vehicles without severe modification. If I had the option to do it again, I would absolutely get another WJ. I may, however, have opted for the 5 to 6 inch lift for the extra room for the tires, a 5.5 lift with Notch Customs, fender flares, and 33 inch tires would probably be perfect. But when I did my lift, I wanted to try and stay away from installing a slip yoke eliminator and the other suspension com components that come with a larger lift, including new drive shafts. Was that a good choice? I don't know. But if I had gone a little higher with the lift, I may not need to cut out as much wheel well. I'm very much looking forward to the next trip. Until then, I will get out and the hammer and sawzall and beat the crap out of the front end of that thing until I have enough clearance to, to get my wheels up where they need to be. 
We will see how the next trip goes, but for now, I'm very happy with this setup and the path of my Grand Cherokee is taking me. Thanks a lot, guys. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I was a little disappointed to hear him say it, it just it, it turned out to be a crap bucket compared to the TJ and the uh, XJ. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say crap bucket. I mean, there's definitely no. I was a lot I was hoping he would say oh, you know, this wasn't yeah. as good as you know these two. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, look, I've always had a soft spot for the WJs. I mean, Grand Cherokees in general, but but specifically the WJs. And and, and hearing that kind of feedback from him, I mean, just. It mirrors a lot of the personal experience I've had wheeling with some of the WJs that I have wheeled with uh, out here in the Northwest. And in each one, except for this one that was extremely overbuilt and he almost didn't fit half the places that uh, the rest of us could uh, Mm -hmm. because he was on full width axles. But uh, uh, that being said, that all the WJs that I have wheeled with um, have been from virtually stock. We're talking, you know, budget boost and traction tires, and that's about it. Um, to way over the top built, um, you know, XO cage, full width axles, the whole nine yards. And each and every one of them has done very, very well. Uh, and they look good doing it too. So that's, that's one of my favorite parts of it. I think what I found interesting is the whole, and this is the first thing I noticed when I got into the Rubicon, is how you can feel your Jeep when you're in four low just pulling. Yeah. You know, it's, um, that just to me, I think that's important. To be able to feel your Jeep moving over the rocks, or well, and one thing that uh, the, one thing that Cody mentioned is is you know the the overhead that he had in power that that power and reserve, so to speak, that he got from the from the four point seven liter, and uh, it really it that is a big huge piece of comfort there when you don't have to push your foot through the floor to try and get over an obstacle, which you shouldn't be doing anyways. Um, but uh, but nonetheless, to to have that peace of mind knowing that. You've got power and torque and reserve uh, to get yourself where you need to go, where you want to go. Uh, that whole point-and-shoot mentality is, is really, really handy when you're off-road and you know what you're doing. You know, I'll mention this. Uh, for you people out there that uh, don't have that power and reserve, uh, I haven't been off-road that many times in my Jeep, sadly, but the times that I did go, it was extremely easy to get up and over large obstacles. Yeah in my jeep and it and actually the guys that i was with kept asking me tony are you in full-time four-wheel drive (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry part-time and i'd say no we'll put it in part-time come on come on i was just cruising around in full-time four-wheel drive and with the 456 gears and the 33 inch tires i had plenty of power to get up and over things and i certainly didn't need to put it in four-wheel drive low uh, to, to get up uh, up and over things. So you might want to think about doing the the thing that I think a lot of people don't want to do because of the cost and the uh, the amount of uh, mechanical involvement. Re-gear those differentials because yeah. it'll yeah, make a huge you. difference off-road. It just, oh, it just... I'm glad you brought that up because I was I was going to say that because I, I kind of felt bad about kind of going on that, on that horsepower uh, rant there for a second. But there's Well, that's something the other way said. you can do it. You can do it horsepower yeah. or you can do it gears. Yeah, you can do it in gears. Four-cylinder Wranglers do very, very well off-road as long as they're not overloaded with armor and gear and, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You can gear those things down deep with the four-cylinder engines and, and the power to weight ratio is, is there. It's actually more beneficial in some cases. Uh, and, and in the right build with the right gears, even low powered rigs. I mean, look at the little samurai, the Suzuki samurais, yeah. all those, uh, <laughs> those guys crawling all over the rocks. And, and those guys are all running four cylinders. And, and it, how do they do it? It's not just all about lockers and, and throttle. No, it's about gearing and torque and traction. That's what 
really it comes down to. It so really if does. you don't have the horsepower, you at least have the traction and the torque to pull you over. Now, you can do both if Cody goes into uh, changing out the gears and the differentials on, on the, uh, the WJ. He'll have oh, the benefit boy. of both. So uh, I did. I did reach out Super to Cody. Rig. Yeah, I did reach yeah. out to uh, to Cody tonight, and after listening to his uh, segment while I was editing it, and I asked him about that all uh, all uh, what does he call it all wheel drive uh, transfer yeah. case he has in there, and I said NV two forty nine. So after yeah the two forty nine. So after uh, after going out off road, are you going to go ahead and swap over to a two thirty one or two forty two? And he said he would like to. But he's not interested in having to swap out drive shafts. Some of the same thing he said there towards the end. So he he knows about swapping out into one of the more traditional transfer cases. But uh, he's going to run what he has for now. And uh, and of course we're reaping the benefit of hearing about his off road adventure. Great! I thought it was a great uh, story, and it gives a, a real good idea since this uh, this gentleman has uh, experience in the XJs and the TJs. So he's not just like, oh my, my WJ is great and y'all suck. He actually has right. he actually has the background in these other rigs. Well, those four cylinder, those four seven uh, liter WJs are becoming very affordable uh, lately. Uh, the prices are starting to come down. We're starting to see some of them that have not been uh, taken very well good care of uh, are exceptionally good deals. So if you're you know able to do a, an engine swap or something like that. I bet you could find a WG on Craigslist for under a thousand bucks. Now I've heard they're not very dependable. Uh, that they the, have the a lot of issues. Seven liter, the four point seven liter has been known to be a little bit buggy, um, and and that primarily is because of of wear and tear and people not taking care of their vehicles. So well, somebody gets yeah. a secondhand WJ and it hasn't been, it's you know been neglected, it's been abused a little bit. Um, it's it's a finicky engine and it needs to be babied a little bit. But there is an aftermarket support for them. Uh, and on a fresh engine in the right with the right build with the right owner, that is a magnificent engine. Well, I believe we actually heard in this uh, sec, uh, segment for the Grand Adventure that this is a new engine. So, oh, perfect. <laughs> yeah. So he uh, he actually had to rebuild this one or get another one. So yeah, I guess he's already faced that. So uh, we could talk about this for a long time. Great, oh, yeah. interesting story from uh, from Cody. Thank you very much. We're gonna move on to our Amazon. You bought what? Amazon.com and the Jeep Talk Show present You Bought What? And here goes Josh on his uh, five-minute rant about what this is. <laughs> now we're going to keep it short and sweet right now, guys. <laughs> how this works is Amazon and the Jeep Talk Show are in cahoots. And how this works is you head over to uh, at JeepTalkShow.com, XJTalkShow.com, WranglerTalk.com, all those places. You'll find our Amazon. You'll find an Amazon banner there on our main page. You click on that to do any of your online shopping you got to click on that before you do any online shopping. It takes you over to Amazon.com where you guys can find whatever thingamajig that you are in the market for. And how this works is Amazon has agreed to give us a small kickback off your purchase. Now, the price is not marked up. It's mm-hmm. not like, well, we're going to charge you an extra 10 cents for this so that we can give the Jeep Talk Show 10 cents. No, it doesn't work like that. You're actually going to stick it to the man. You buy something, <laughs> they're going to go ahead and take a little something off the top and give it right to us. It's a great way for you guys to support your favorite off-road show and well, uh, it's it's a good way for us to have a little fun with the segment. Mm-hmm. We call it Amazon. You bought what? And here's the thing, guys. They give us a list of what you guys have been buying. We don't see who is actually buying this stuff. That is information that we don't get to see. So sometimes you guys use your anonymity uh, really well, and you throw us a curveball with some off the wall items uh, or some stuff that you might find in a nightstand drawer. Let's just say it like that. Uh, that's where we have some fun with this stuff tonight. We've got a lot of good items. Tony, what do we got up first? 
Well, this is pretty cool. Somebody actually has bought a device they could actually use to listen to the Jeep Talk Show on. That is why they bought this device. (laughs) I'm sorry. They actually bought something so they could listen to the show. That is correct. Thank you for correcting me. (laughs) So this is one of those uh, thingamajigs uh, that people call smartphones. It's a Samsung Galaxy Tab 4, 7-inch white. They spent $141.99, and it has Android 4.4. KitKat operating system. I'm out of touch. I didn't know there was a KitKat. That sounds yeah. tasty. So, uh, almost Chinese foodish. Uh, 1.2 gigahertz quad core processor, 8 gig flash memory, 1.5 gigabit uh, or gigabytes of RAM, a WXGA display, 1280 by 800. This is stuff that you used to That's hear about on death. PCs, on workstations yeah. and stuff. 32 gigabyte of memory available through micro SD slot and 50 gigabyte of free Dropbox storage comes with over $300 of free content. You know, uh, that Dropbox storage, you could actually use that to record segments on your phone for the, for the Jeep talk show and then upload that interview to our Dropbox account. That's, that's two segues on the one item, Josh. Yeah, that is amazing. In fact, you guys can do all that stuff and more with that. And we got to thank that person, whoever that person may be, for taking the time to click on our link over on our pages and head over to Amazon and buy that item specifically to help us out and to listen to our show. Oh, and here's another one somebody could use. Yes, this is also, well, this is in the automotive electrical field. And, and this, too, is a device that somebody could listen to the Jeep Talk Show on. This is the Pile PLR Double D 19UB Bluetooth digital receiver with USB SD card reader, AM FM receiver, auxiliary input remote control, and this is a double DIN unit. That means it is basically two stereos deep or two stereos tall, rather, mm-hmm. I should say. Check this out. All of that a Bluetooth double DIN receiver has all those features less than $65. That's right. Yeah, this thing this thing is actually pretty cool. Built-in Bluetooth for wireless audio streaming, meaning you can stream the Jeep Talk show straight to your stereo from your phone. Built-in mic for hands-free calling. Uh, works with smartphones, MP3 players, tablets, etc. Uh, of course, has all the stuff you'd expect in a, a car stereo to have. Has dot matrix, LCD display, ID3 tech, digital readout compatible, illuminated buttons, and USB flash drive and SD memory card readers as well. 60 watts by 4 for the uh, amplifier built into it, 30 station memory, auxiliary jack input, RCA line out, and all the other good stuff there, good guys. God. If, I know, just jam-packed full of features and less than 65 bucks. That's uh, $60 of worth of words. <laughs> really? <laughs> And the, the cool thing is you can use your Samsung Galaxy phone with Bluetooth, uh, use something like Beyond Pod to subscribe to our show or, uh, and then, uh, or Stitcher, and you can use that Bluetooth to transmit the show straight to this uh, Pile stereo receiver through the Bluetooth and listen in on your stereo. So there, It's funny. There uh, I recognize that name because uh, that manufacturer is actually the same manufacturer uh, that uh, made the subwoofer enclosures that I use for my live events when I'm out DJing. Oh, really? I thought Pile wasn't that great a name. Uh, you know, anybody, uh, anybody a- that goes with electronics with the name of Pile, like it's a Pile, has <laughs> a lot of courage. <laughs> their their pro sound line is actually pretty good. They they've uh, their car audio speaker line back in the day used to be just the absolute oh, uh, best stuff. Um, obviously, a lot more has come out since their 
Um, there are better options out there. This is really a lot of bang for the buck, though. Oh, and I will mention that w- with a little cosmetic cutting, you can fit a double DIN. This is true into your XJ, uh, and and it's not a lot of cutting. So a little moving around of things, and and you can actually put a, a two DIN. And there's there's websites that have done this. They'll show you how to do it. Yep, so, absolutely. So, so Tammy, bring us home. Well, this is two twisted veins. <laughs> Twisted veins, two pounds. Ouch! Sounds painful. <laughs> I know. Of six foot high speed HDMI cables. Well, I know what an HDMI cable is, but I don't know what two twisted veins. I was confused by that as well. <laughs> I think it's two cables twisted together. Anyway, plus right angle adapter and Velcro, Velcro cable ties. I wonder what they're going to do with the cable ties. Oh, get it out of the anyway, way. Anyway, it supports Ethernet, Ethernet, 3D, and audio return. $9.53. You guys remember the monster uh, HDMI cables, don't you? They were like yeah, 100 they were bucks. Like 160 bucks or oh, something. Yeah. Just yeah. insane. Well, you don't have to do that. And this one has veins uh, right. for her pleasure. And it's only it's $9.53. Yeah. Well, of Latest course it's HDMI supposed. standard, free right angle, 90 degree adapter for close to the wall situations, Three six-inch resealable Velcro cable tiles for cable management. There you go. Custom connector and protective braided jacket. Gold connectors for better image and sound quality. And you know your husband's going to give you a hard time for saying Ethernet. (laughs) You are now, so (laughs) go at it. What is it? Ethernet. Ethernet? Ethernet, yes. What is it? It's a uh, method of network communications. It's in your book. It's in your Jeep book, I'm sure. Well, I haven't gotten to that page yet. So I'm, I'm, I'm teasing. Give me a break. It doesn't have network stuff in there no, yet. It'll, say. it'll be coming. I'm sure. Well, let's <laughs> get over. T- <laughs> my husband read all this stuff. <laughs> yeah. So we want to thank you guys for taking time to go over to uh, our, uh, uh, our page that you click on, and then go to Amazon. And of course, you can go to JeepTalkShow.com/slash/Amazon, and it'll take you straight there. And uh, any purchases you make on Amazon will uh, get credit to our account. So thank you very much for playing the uh, You Bought What game with uh, the Jeep Talk Show hosts. We just found out what you bought. Oh my God, I just can't believe that made it on the list. Well, now we get to do this little thing that we have uh, a lot of fun doing, and surprisingly, you guys enjoy it too. It's our uh, uh, campfire side chat. Well, it's 100 degrees in the south. It's 100 degrees in the northwest. Tammy, is it 100 degrees where you are? It's pretty close. It was about 90-something today. So we're going to just say that we have one of those uh, electronic fires running. It's not really hot. In, in fact, it <laughs> operates like an AC unit. <laughs> oh, well, gee. Yeah, it's it, we're supposed to be getting back up to 101 this week. We haven't seen 100, 101 degree temps since... Oh, uh, so we're talking about temperatures. Are we going to be talking about... Temperatures on your Jeep. Uh, well, you see the show notes. I got something there in there about it. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Uh, and actually, I'll go ahead and start with that. Uh, yeah. Driving home uh, on these uh, 100 and 101 degree days, uh, I am seeing uh, on my uh, engine watchdog, that's a little uh, thing that isn't the uh, temperature sensor and the computer telling me I'm hitting 233 degrees uh, there on the thermostat housing. And uh, it's, it's not that serious because it, it, it happens right when I slow down from doing 70, 75 miles an hour for, for many miles and I come to a stop. So obviously uh-huh. the, the temp is going to increase. 
And as soon as I take off again, after just sitting there for just a, a few seconds, it drops back down and it'll, it'll actually get back down to 220, 214 before I get home. It's about a, another two miles uh, at... That's uh, not too bad. No, nah, I think it's working fine. Uh, I know that uh, Clyde, uh, Paps Boy Clyde has, has told me he's a little concerned about it running that hot. Um, but I don't know what else I can do other than uh, I have considered uh, getting a like a motorcycle radiator and a fan that, that would fit on it and actually plumbing yeah. it in into the, the same um, lines that go to the heater core. Because, you know, if you run the heater core, uh, if you run the fan with the heater on, it'll actually help cool off the coolant temperatures. And I thought, well, maybe I could do that with a fan and uh, a separate thing so that it would be, I could hit that button for that fan and I would actually cool it off and increase the capacity of the radiator, so, so to speak. Sure. So or you I, could trade it in for a Jeep Wrangler. Well, there's no way I could because this thing's worth about $50,000 to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's no way they're going to say, uh, yes, sir, I'll take this. And uh, you have this uh, uh, fully built uh, uh, Rubicon. And besides that, I'm almost done building this. Now everybody's laughing because right. you're never almost almost done building a Jeep. <laughs> yeah, no, there's no almost done. Come on now. So um, I want to tell you guys uh, about the, uh, the Jeep Talk Show logo that uh, – uh, we, we're using now, uh, I've actually put it on my Jeep and here's a quick picture for you guys that are, uh, on, uh, the, in the live show or maybe watching the YouTube stream. And, uh, I'm uh, really happy with how this turned out. Now the, the I just want to do a quick, big shout out to my wife because she's actually the one that cut this. She's very good with a pair of scissors and, uh, she cut this thing out by hand. No, I'm just kidding. She actually has one of these. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> She actually has very talented. She actually has one of these little uh, vinyl cutters. It, it, she does scrapbooking and stuff, and uh, it'll cut vinyl or paper or whatever. And it's computerized, so all I had to do was give her the logo that I designed, and uh, she was able to uh, stick some uh, a sheet of white vinyl in there and cut this thing out. And uh, it is about twelve inches by twelve inches uh, big. And I uh, uh, sadly removed the xjtalk.com stickers that were professionally made uh, off the side of my Jeep this past weekend and put up these uh, Jeep Talk Show stickers. Uh, and uh, Josh is going to be sporting a pair of these uh, on his Jeep very soon. And Josh doesn't That's like right. stickers. <laughs> yeah, these are actually going to be, outside of my off-road permit, the uh, the only stickers on the Jeep. So, yeah, that's uh, that's prime real estate right there. Yeah, very honored. That, now, do you uh, think those would go on the vinyl windows? Uh, yeah, but, you know, I, I, honestly, I don't, if it was my uh, uh, Wrangler, I don't know that I'd want to put that on the plastic. You, Here, it's there's yours, a couple you things. can do what you want to do, but I just... Right. Here's here's what comes to mind when I think about that. One is, you know, heat cycles in, you know, heat and cold and washing right. and, and dirt and grit. Those corners are going to start to peel in no time. Um, secondly, despite what you might want to believe, that vinyl is actually going to have some effect uh, with the UV. So you're going to, you put that sticker over it. Let's say it does come off after a couple wheeling seasons uh, and stuff like that. Sure, you might be able to put another one almost over the top of that, but there, you're still going to see where that right. old sticker was. The ghost uh, of it. There's going to be exactly a ghost of it. Very, very well put. Now, I still maintain that... I could it, stick it, it on my husband's truck. <laughs> <laughs> you certainly could. But I was going to say, now, now if, if you were me and it wasn't my Wrangler, it would go perfectly on a door. You could just put it right there on the side of the door, right where you sit, and just be Jeep right. Talk Show, and right right above will be the one of the hosts. 
So, uh, no, you're more than welcome to, to, Get a to, to some picture of me waving. There you go. Uh, yeah. as long as we can cut it out in vinyl. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, you're more than welcome to some, uh, Tammy, but I, I figured you, you really didn't have the situation where you'd be able to put them anywhere. The only glass you have would be the front windshield. And I think right. putting that on the front windshield would be illegal. Yeah, I don't think they're going to let you get away with that. Right in front of the steering wheel. <laughs> All right, well, Josh, hey, you had some of, fun here recently. Yeah, I had some fun. Uh, last uh, last couple shows, you guys heard me teasing about uh, about a, an event that happens each and every year out in this area. It's called the Salem Jeepers Summer Jam. Uh, it was the fourth annual this year. Uh, it was an awesome show. Had a lot of fun. I DJ the show every year, DJ and MC it. Um, it's always a blast. Always meet a lot of cool people. Always see some familiar faces as well. And uh, had a few uh, Jeep Talk Show fans come out as well. I was sporting some uh, some freshly made, hot off the press Jeep Talk Show information cards that I left <laughs> on every single. And they got there Jeep the last Yay. possible minute too. They did too. They did <laughs> got there the last Josh possible is minute. Josh walking out the door and here comes no, the No, seriously. <laughs> and uh, and I was I was so glad to have those uh, have those there. And I handed out quite a bit of them. Uh, there were over a hundred Jeeps on the lot at, at any given time. And, uh, and each and every single one of them got a card, as did several other people who came up to me uh, and we're talking, we were talking about things and stuff like that. So a um, lot of exposure out there for the Jeep Talk Show as well. Um, another great show under the belt. I posted up a ton of pictures, well over 100 pictures that I've got posted up over at xjtalk.com in the events section. Uh, just had to do a quick search there for Salem Jeepers Summer Jam, and you guys will see um, probably the last, at least probably two or three years worth of events there, um, that I, that I've been to, you guys can check out all the pictures, all the good stuff is there as well. Um, but interesting thing happened on the way back guys, um, had a little something happen to me that Tony is all too familiar with. I had a temperature spike. Oh no. Uh, yeah. And, uh, heard the, heard the, the tone and looked down and, and, and oh geez, check gauges and, and yeah, the temperature's up uh, a little higher than it should. Should be. So, uh, thankfully, it was just about a mile or so before a rest stop. I, um, I flicked the heater on, pulled into the rest stop, and, and really about the time I even got to the rest stop, the, the heat had dropped substantially. Uh, so, I'm thinking that I just had a little bit of a bubble in there. Now, I was going uphill on the freeway. I mm -hmm. was doing 70 miles per hour plus, and I was completely loaded down, hilt with the, with the, to the hilt with all my DJ gear. So, we're talking several hundred pounds or I mean, at least four to six hundred pounds extra in the jeep that's not normally there uh this was a hundred plus degree day so we're talking air temperatures of 103 or more asphalt temperatures probably close to 150 um a lot of hot air and uh my jeep <laughs> loaded uh got a winch in the front and it's you know it's bogged down got that exhaust leak still so, yeah, needless to say, it was like a perfect storm of, of things that just added up to create a little bit of a temp spike. Um, but quick action, um, you know, pulled over, uh, got the heater turned on really quick. It came down and it never came back up. And I still hmm. had, I think, an, an, another hour on the freeway until I was back in my own driveway. Uh, and, and I didn't have to run the heater at all. Um, I, I think it was just like a little bit of an air bubble. And, and it got in there and, and things weren't quite circulating the way they should. And I just kind of had to kind of burp the system through the uh, uh, through the uh, the heater core, as it were, and and got things circulating again. So uh, yeah, kind of an interesting thing that happened. And uh, but uh, yeah, nonetheless, I, the Jeep did pretty well um, being on the road. Is it hasn't hasn't really driven much more than about twenty or thirty minutes, and this was an hour and a half each direction. So this was a uh, hundred so. degree air temps you were driving at. 
Yeah, easily. Yeah, I mean, because uh, when I left the show, we were at 103. Uh, or also, I should say, when the show stopped and I and I pulled the cords on the music and everything, I checked my phone. The phone said 103 for the location wow. that I was at. Yeah. Uh, and and that's I mean, and, and that is that was about 4 o'clock. I was on the road before five or so. Um, so we're talking hottest point of the day. Yeah, that asphalt was cooking. If it if it was 103, just you know, temperature walking around, that asphalt was at least 130. So see, this is what I'm getting at. I don't think that most of the nation sees the temperatures that we see here every summer, and I think that's one of the reasons why I've always had issues with the my uh, my Jeep running hot on the highway. Uh, and, and your Jeep is in a similar situation, similar configuration. And yeah, true. well, the only difference is you still have the 355 gears, which actually is a little yeah. harder uh, on that's the uh, on the motor, uh, especially when you're you're uh, hauling all that crap. Yeah. So uh, yeah, how dare you? Yeah, well, you know what I'm saying. Not crap. It, it's 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 <laughs> crap. It's crap if you're if it's overheating your baby is, uh, yeah. is what I'm saying. Yeah, seriously. So yeah, I think that uh, I don't think mine my Jeep is any different than anybody else's. I just think it's the environment. Uh, the different uh, people are in different environments that I'm in most of the time. Well, Tammy's in a new environment with a new toy. Tammy, what did you get recently? Well, last week, you know, we were talking about my my issue with my the codes and my Jeep and stuff, and Josh suggested that I buy this scanning tool that you can plug into the Jeep. And the next day, I I bought it. Now, have you had a chance to mess around with it at all yet? Okay, you guys are going <laughs> to chastise me in public now, aren't you? No, I have not used my new toy yet. No, that's all right. I, You've only had it for, you know, a week. A if week, that. I know. I've, you know. I've been doing other things, reading my manual, and I haven't, I need to read this manual too to see. And then I was like thinking, can I plug it in if nothing's wrong with it? I'm going to mess it up if I plug it in and there's no codes to read. So It will void your warranty and your Jeep may explode. I know. <laughs> it's going to explode. No, I'll, I'll do it this weekend, I promise. I think you'll have a lot of fun with that. You'll uh, you'll find a new freedom of uh, uh, when there's a light on, you'll be able to, to plug that in and go. And the cool thing is, Tammy, not just your vehicle. If your husband's uh, right. truck has an issue and you've already had some experience looking at codes on your Jeep, you'll walk over there, you'll you'll find the port, you'll plug that thing in, you'll read the code, and you'll, oh, don't worry about this. You just need to... You know, so, boop, boop, boop. Oh, oh no, what you need to do is say, you, you, you tell your husband, oh yeah, you just go down to the auto parts place and ask for a new Henway. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> just pass the abuse down. It says it right <laughs> here in the manual, honey, I swear. <laughs> yeah, you'll so enjoy I, that. I, I, will, I will do it this weekend. Well, what's, what's wrong with tomorrow? Tomorrow's my son's 10th birthday. So, oh, perfect! Party. You can take him outside yeah, and show him how it works. At the airport today, so tenth birthday. My goodness, that's uh, that's a lot of fun. Well, uh, excellent, and uh, well, uh, let's get over to our uh, wheeling where. Josh, are you ready with wheeling where? I sure am. <laughs> hey, this is where we talk about what events are coming up in your guys' neck of the woods and, of course, around the nation. Now, I've been talking a lot about We Rock lately uh, because they've been really gearing up with their event schedule lately. It's, I mean, of course, it is that time of the year. Um, and all of those events, of course, are leading up to what? Well, of course, finals and stuff like that. What do we have before finals? Grand Nationals. Five diamond rating. We are talking extreme rating here, guys. The We Rock Grand Nationals happening Saturday, September 12th this year. Kate, 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 oh, geez. Katemsi Rocks. 
Potemsey Rocks, I think this is how, is, how that's uh, pronounced, in, over there in Mason, Texas, just off of West Highway 29. For more information about this and other We Rock events, guys, this is a spectator sport you definitely want to get into. Head over to WeRockLive.com. And don't forget, Jeep Junkies, wherever you are wheeling, whether you pack it in, if you pack it in, make sure you pack it out. Let's leave our outdoor recreation spots in as good, if not better condition than they were when we arrived. And remember to always tread lightly. Stay on designated trails and don't wheel where you're not supposed to. That's it for this week, guys. If you've got an event coming up in your area, let's get the word out. Whether it's a show and shine, a cruise in, club run, a fundraiser, or even a huge event like the Easter Jeep Safari, let us know by giving us a call or sending us an email to newstips at jeeptalkshow.com. Tammy, you have to have be, be getting used to people giving you a hard time. It's not just us, is it? No, ev- everybody does. <laughs> it's a, Everywhere. It's Boy a, Scouts. Well, you paid them back at Boy Scouts. Uh, yeah, oh, that was oh, that, oh, that wasn't that yeah, wasn't Boy Scouts, was it? That was a camp thing that he went to. Yeah. Uh, so you guys need to follow us on uh, the Twitter. Uh, we are at Jeep Talk Show. You need to uh, go over and like our page uh, on on the Facebook. And uh, of course, we got actually got a review from Google Plus. We're on Google Plus uh, Jeep Talk Show there as well. Uh, we love the reviews. We love the voicemails that you didn't love send us em. tonight. And, love them. <laughs> and we're. We're oh every, God, I love him so much. I, I like <laughs> I like saying this, but we're gonna get sued. We're everywhere you want to be. Yeah. <laughs> Cease and desist letter. I can hear it getting typed out right now. Hey, big early happy birthday to Jeep Mama. Uh, we're not gonna ask her age because that would be impolite. Just want to get that out there because uh, by the time this show is released, well, I think it would be her birthday. So make sure mm-hmm. you guys head over and find her blog and be sure to wish her a happy birthday as well. In the meantime, guys, make sure that you guys are subscribing to all of our outlets, YouTube. Make sure you guys are liking us over on Facebook. Uh, Make sure you use the hashtag Jeep Talk Show in all of your tweets. Uh, And of course, guys, download the show each and every week. Tell a friend. By all means, make sure you tell at least one friend each and every week about the Jeep Talk Show. Got to spread the word got to get those subscription numbers up guys come on help us out oh and join the show we always have a seat open for you uh you can be part of this show and the jeep community uh, combined and that's all we're talking about here is a jeep community we're talking about jeeps we're having oh, yeah. fun with jeeps we're sharing information and it doesn't have to just have to be us it can be us and you just like uh, it was just me to start with, then it was Josh, then it was Tammy, and we've got contributors. Uh, actually, we need to bother John to get him to do us some more radio contact stuff. And we need uh, to get tech. Kendra leaving us another voicemail. Huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, you guys need to be a part of the show because it's it, it's all about the Jeep community. So join us and uh, have some fun with us. Join the Jeep Brotherhood and join the Jeep Talk Show each and every week, 10 p.m. Central, YouTube.com. Guys, we'll see you next time. Have a great Jeep week. Bye.